It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law. Featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney and a partner with the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call at 312-726-1243. Are you a property owner with questions about your real estate taxes? Today I'll be speaking with Dan Patlack, Commissioner for the 1st District of the Cook County Board of Review, where he has served since being elected in 2010. In his role as commissioner, Dan works to ensure fair property tax assessments for property owners. Since he has been on the board, there have been several improvements to help simplify and streamline this process for taxpayers. Dan, I don't usually welcome tax men to the show, but uh, this is an exception. Welcome to the show. Rich, uh, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on WILL. And uh, before we get started, I just want to say uh, I've been a fan of Mock and Baker for many years, long before I ever met you. And I know uh, your firm is at the forefront of uh, defending the uh, the rights of Christians and just the rights uh, for religious freedom rights uh, for everyone um, in the country. And so I want to thank you for all the hard work you do and how effective you've been over the years. Well, uh, for that unsolicited um, encouragement, thank you very much. But And it goes two ways. Uh, I actually asked you to come on the show. I asked you on for a couple of reasons. Number one, the role that you play is really, really important. And so today I'd like to talk a little about what does this board of review actually do and how do the processes work? Because it affects so many of us out uh, out in Chicagoland. And then the second thing is I also invited you on because you're a man of faith. And you bring that to the demeanor as well. And uh, faith means integrity which is something that's so important in our political process. So let's just start a little bit. Tell us, what is the Board of Review and why does it exist? Well, the Board of Review is a county office that reviews property assessment appeals. So uh, the Cook County Assessor is in charge of assessing all property in Cook County. And when you get an assessment from that office, you can appeal to the assessor. But of course, when you file that appeal, you're appealing to the assessor that actually uh, created the assessment to begin with. So uh, you may be successful now and then, uh, but a lot of times you're not. And you got to have uh, a secondary place to go that's objective and fair, and that's the Board of Review. Uh, it's run by three commissioners, each representing a separate geographic portion of Cook County. I represent most of suburban Cook County in my district, as well as the other two commissioners, has 1.7 million residents. Well, give me a little more on on who would be voters for you, because this is an elected position. Uh, so you say most of the suburbs, is that the Northwest suburbs or where, what's your district? Well, it's awfully big, um, but it is the Northwest suburbs. It's also the Northern suburbs, but it also includes large portions of the Western suburbs, um, Proviso and Lyons Township, and then, uh, Lamont Township and then Southern suburbs, including Orland, Palos, Worth, much of Bremen, par portions of Rich and Bloom Township, even going all the way to Thornton Township at the border of Indiana. I had no idea you had such a big district. Wow, uh, must be hard to get around that whole district when you're when you're campaigning. It's a lot of driving. I was last night. I was uh, 
in Palos. I did a cable television program trying to educate people about how to file their appeals. And then from there, I went to Midlothian, and I spoke with the mayor there and uh, did a panel discussion with uh, um, uh, citizens of Midlothian on, uh, on how to file appeals at the Board of Review. So uh, I get around a lot. It's a lot of driving. Well, so let me ask you this. Um, practically speaking for our listeners, what's the process of a tax appeal and, and when should you do it? Well, um, the way it works is this. You can first appeal with the assessor. So that's whatever township you live in, the assessor is going to open your township for a 30-day period at a certain period in time. You can find out those dates by going to the township assessor's uh, website. Uh, you can also find them by going to a website I created called danpatlack.com. It's a one-stop shop. And actually, I would suggest going there because um, we can take you directly to the spot you need to find the dates for filing at the assessor. But once the assessor has finished adjudicating all the appeals for a particular township, then the Board of Review can open that township for appeal. We also open for a 30-day period. And uh, we don't know ahead of time when that's going to be because we're sort of dependent upon when the assessor is going to open and close a township. Um, but you can look at danpatlack.com as time goes by to see when your township is open. You can also go to that website, sign up to be part of our newsletter, and we'll send you an email when your township opens up for appeal. So how do they get your newsletter? Uh, go to danpatlack.com, and right on the homepage, there is a uh, place where you can uh, sign up. You just put your name and your email address along with what township you live in, and whenever your township opens, we will send you an email. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Mauk and Baker. If you're just tuning in, make sure to visit maukbaker.com to hear the rest of this interview. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. As mentioned today, I'm speaking with Dan Patlack, Cook County Board of Review Commissioner, and we're talking about real estate taxes and how they affect all of us. So when should a person appeal? What are they looking for? What? How do they do this? Well, um, every three years, the Cook County Assessor reassesses one-third of Cook County. Last year, in 2018, he reassessed Chicago. This year, he's reassessing the northern suburbs, and next year, he'll do the southern suburbs. When he sends out the reassessment notice, um, he lets you know that you can file an appeal at his office. And then, uh, subsequently, if you're unhappy with the results of that appeal, you can appeal at the Board of Review. Uh, but you don't have to file at the assessor in order to file at the Board of Review. If you if you skip the, board, the assessor, that's fine. You can just come right to the Board of Review when it's time for your township to appeal. What am I looking for? I, I, I get my bill and it's a lot higher than it was before. How do I argue? What, what can I do? Well, um, your taxes can be determined by a lot of different um, um, features, uh, in, in mostly the, uh, the taxing districts where you live, your elementary school, your high school, community college, the, the village, the park district, the library, and so forth. But what you really want to look at is your assessment your assessment is derived from your market value that's placed on the property. So in other words, the assessor might say, your house is worth 300000 Now, residential property is assessed at 10% of its market value. So that means they take the $300,000 market value, they'd multiply it by 10%, and they'd say your assessed value, your AV, is 30000 You'd want to compare that 30000 AV to your neighbor's homes who are similar to yours, and if it's higher then you would want to make an appeal based on what's called lack of uniformity. In other words, you'd be saying, my home, its assessment is not uniform with other similar homes in the area, 
and uh, you would present those other homes and their assessments as your evidence that there's a lack of uniformity and your assessment should be reduced. You could also look at, at just the fair market value and, and it says your fair market value is, is uh, $600,000 and you look at it, I know that's not true. I just bought it last year for 250000 So there are, there are different things. Do you need an appraiser for that? You don't need an appraiser for it. An appraisal certainly helps, but you might not want to spend the money on appraisal. So what I would suggest is get information about homes like yours that have sold recently for less than what the assessor says your home is worth. How do you do that? That's uh, Can you go online and do that? Well, there are two good places. One, your local township assessor has data that they can help you with, and that would be free. You can also go to your local uh, realtor. Uh, call them up and tell them what you're doing. You want to file an appeal on your taxes. You think that the assessor's got the market value incorrect on your home. Uh, Realtors are always looking to make contacts with prospective customers, even if it might not be immediately. And, uh, you know, they'll provide you with uh, information on recent sales, which you then can submit to the assessor if you're appealing there, or my office, the Board of Review, if you're appealing to us. And by the way, I just want to mention, so filing based on uniformity is one reason for filing. Filing on market value is another reason. And the reason you might do the market value is the assessor might assess your house and all the houses in your neighborhood uniformly. So you can't file for that reason. You can't find houses that are assessed lower based on uniformity, but you might see that the market value is wrong. In other words, the assessor's got it right on uniformity, but everything's assessed uniformly high. So you're going to present information that the market value in your property is too high and it should be reduced. You know, there's a, I'm off script when I ask this question, but uh, Dan, taking a look at this, are the Cook County taxes fair at this point in your mind? Um, fair is um, a very relative term. I mean, I think all of our taxes are very high. I think mine are very high, um, but... You know, they all go to local governments, your school, your park district, your library, your village. And so when you're looking to how much you're paying, you really need to look to those local taxing districts and the uh, trustees and the aldermen that are on those boards that are running your local governments and talk to them about how your money is being spent and if it's being spent effectively and efficiently. Of those districts, I think it's the school district that takes the largest share. Am I right on that? Well, I know I live in Wheeling. And my last tax bill, I did a little calculation, and it's easy to do because they list every single taxing district and exactly what you're paying to each district. And when I added up my elementary school, my high school, and my community college, it was 70% of my total bill. That means that my village, my park district, my library, my township, the county, the forest preserve district, the water reclamation district, all of those put together. Is fire in there as well, I think? Uh, Well, if if you have a fire protection district, yes, then that would be in there. Some don't. So... I, I gather from what you're saying is, uh, in terms of administration, it's fair. The cost uh, really depends on the taxing bodies and whether they're being well run or not. That's true. And also, now keep in mind, there was a tax cap, at least they called it a tax cap, put in place in the early 90s. And it limited most most taxing districts, except for um, municipalities, to uh, raising their, their assessment no more than 5% of the rate of inflation. Coming up, we'll talk further with Dan Patlack, Cook County Board of Review Commissioner, about what you should know regarding property tax exemptions and appeals. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
This is Tom Morrison for Family Pack. Family Pack is pleased to announce that its Defender of the Faith Award was presented to the outstanding Christian law firm of Mock and Baker. For over 30 years, Mock and Baker has led the fight in Illinois for a free exercise of religious liberty and protection as guaranteed by the First Amendment. I don't know of anyone who has done more to protect our Christian values for our churches, in our schools, and against government attack and interference than Mock and Baker. Mock and Baker is the law firm which Family Pack uses both in Illinois and federal cases to protect your religious freedom. If you have a legal need or question and would like the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact Mock and Baker at 312-726-1243 or visit their website at www.mockbaker.com. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney at Malkin Baker, a law firm based in Chicago which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals and their legal needs. If you missed the first part of this show and want to listen online, go to maukbaker.com forward slash radio. Today, we're speaking with Dan Patlack, Cook County Board of Review Commissioner. And we ended our last section talking a little bit about um, tax caps and, and whether the tax is fair and that kind of issue. Dan, we hadn't finished. So what else would you like to tell us about that issue? Well, so... Other than uh, home rule municipalities, every um, local taxing district is under tax caps. They can only raise their uh, levy, their, and that, are, that is the request for increased taxes, increased revenue, by 5% of the rate of inflation, whichever is let, less. And it's been less than 5% for many, many years. But they have an out, and that is they can ask for a referendum. They can put a referendum on the ballot and ask the taxpayers in their district for more money. And a lot of times the taxpayers will uh, vote in favor. Of we've seen things. that with schools a lot of times. And in my in my area, I live in Wheaton. Uh, we've had several school referendums. We've had them in my area also. Uh, recently, there was a school referendum for the local elementary school district and for the community college. Both referendums passed with over 70% of the vote. So over 70% of the people that live in my area said they wanted to have higher property taxes. They voted for them overwhelmingly. Um, if you don't want to hire property taxes, don't vote for referendums. <laughs> okay. Well, I wanted to. I want to go on. You're you're a unique individual. This is a democratic county, uh, and you're not a Democrat. You're a Republican. Tell me about a little bit about uh, why you're in it and what value as a Republican do you bring to this whole process? Well, um, when I first ran in 2010. Um, I, I ran on my background and experience for the most part. Well, what is that background and experience? Um, well, uh, I was a residential real estate broker for 10 years in the uh, 80s and 90s. Um, and uh, then I became a certified Illinois assessing officer. I was elected as a township assessor in Wheeling for two terms. But uh, more importantly than any of those things, I was an analyst for a, a Republican commissioner at the Board of Review by the name of Maureen Murphy, a former state representative from Evergreen Park. Sure, I remember. Uh, Maureen did a great job at the Board of Review, and I think she did a great job as a state representative as well. And uh, But as an analyst at the Board of Review, I learned a lot. I was a residential analyst when I started. I ended up 
uh, doing uh, commercial apartment buildings and exempt properties. So I had a very, very uh, in-depth uh, and broad view of what the Board of Review did, how it did it, and, uh, and what it lacked, some of the things it needed to improve. And so when I ran, I was able to run on, on that background and that experience and also the ideas I had for improving the Board of Review. But back to your original question, I also ran um, as uh, a watchdog. Um, the board, Maureen had four years earlier had been defeated by a Democrat, and that meant that the Board of Review was being run by three Democrats. Now, uh, I'm not casting any aspersions on Democrats. I know lots of Democrats, and they're fine people, and uh, certainly uh, just as honest as anyone else. But I think a sensitive office like the Board of Review needs to have uh, a diversity of uh, um, people from uh, different parties to make sure things are on the up and up. And remember, in Cook County, the entire property tax system is run by Democrats. You have a Democrat assessor who puts a value on all property. You have a Democrat treasurer who computes all the tax bills. You have a Democrat clerk who computes all the assessment rates and tax rates. Uh, and then you have a Democrat board of review, at least at the time, with three Democrat members Add to that the fact that the, the majority of uh, commissioners on the Cook County Board were Democrats, and even more so now, it's a majority of 15 to 2, and the county board president is a Democrat. So you need some people in there from the other party to make sure that everything is in the up and up, and that people aren't using the tax process as a way to leverage their political desires. So you had mentioned a little bit about uh, some of your desires when you actually uh, moved from being an analyst to actually being a commissioner. What were some of the things that you wanted to see happen and what has happened? Well, uh, one of the big things I thought was important, and this was something that the Tribune had editorialized about, is uh, believe it or not, uh, at the Board of Review, you could file an appeal uh, on paper and that was it, which meant that you had to fill out uh, a paper form and either deliver it or mail it. Um, you couldn't do anything online. And I said, we got to have an online system. Uh, people shouldn't go, have to go to that much trouble to, to uh, file an appeal on their property assessment. And so nine months after I took office, uh, in cooperation with the other two commissioners were there who agreed that we should have an online system. One was put in place. Uh, another idea I had was that the Board of Review should have an annual report. Uh, I thought it was important for the sake of educating the public and for transparency that we reveal to the public um, our our history in terms of number of appeals, our budget, the number of, um, of employees we had at the Board of Review, so that they could be aware of what we do and how we do it, uh, and so they can keep an eye on the Board of Review as well. Uh, does that uh, transparency include uh, decisions made in terms of how many were, were granted, how many were not granted? What kind of other information is in there? Well, that's, that's all. Um, in our annual report, and our annual report is on the Board of Review website. Now, that website is different than the Dan Patlack website. And what is that website? That's cookcountyboardofreview.com, and you can go on the homepage, and you'll see where we have all of our uh, annual reports going back several years. And again, you can see our budget. You can see how frequently we have granted reductions. We could, You can see the number of appeals that have uh, been filed. And by the way, we are the busiest office of our type in the entire United States. Last year, we adjudicated our fourth highest number of appeals in a row. It was 245,000 appeals. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Dan Patlack, uh, Cook County Board of Review Commissioner. 
Uh, it's almost like we're talking about Air, O'Hare Airport in terms of the, the volume that's going on in, in, in your office. How do you handle 245,000 appeals? With a lot of overtime hours, um, Rich. Um, the number of employees at the Board of Review has not gone up since I was an analyst starting back in 1990. I practiced before this board, and I'm aware that uh, there are less employees, I believe, than there were actually uh, several years ago. Right. We actually ran into budget cuts two years ago. Um, it was affected the entire county, but it also affected the Board of Review. And we lost 19 people. Now, we did add 11 the following year, but we're still down eight from right. what we had two right. years ago. And we have more appeals than we've ever had in the history of the board. Uh, so our average analyst works between January and May, works overtime every day of the week, and they come in on weekends. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, Dan, one of the areas that, that's very important to my practice is uh, tax exemption for religious organizations. And I noted that it, when you were a specialist, that was one of the areas that you were particularly involved in. Uh, give us a little background on how that works. Well, first, you should know that all requests for exemption, whether it's from a religious organization or a charity or or a municipality, start with a Cook County Board of Review if you're in Cook County. So you file your appeal at the Board of Review. We collect all the data that uh, should be needed, uh, and we make a recommendation. We send that recommendation down to the Illinois Department of Revenue, and the IO and the Illinois Department of Revenue makes that the final determination whether or not a uh, exempt status is going to be granted. In terms of religious organizations, um, you know, it's you can't just present yourself and say we're a church, grant us a exemption. You have to prove that you're a church. You have to prove that your building and your land is being used for uh, religious purposes. Uh, and there's a lot of documentation that goes in into that in terms of uh, providing. Uh, a letter from the Illinois uh, Department of Revenue showing that you're exempt from um, sales tax and that they consider you a tax-exempt organization uh, and and other data. Uh, I often get cases that are sort of on the border because one of the issues for uh, religious tax exemption is actual use. And so uh, let's say my uh, client church has five acres next to its church that they've acquired and they're intending to have a, a extension put on their church, a large addition or whatever, but they're not using the land right now. Um, that can be a tricky appeal. Yeah, it's, you know, it can come down to a judgment call, but if the church can effectively make the case that in fact they do have those plans and maybe they'd want to show that they've got uh, their, their beginning um, plans to fundraise or perhaps they've got architect's drawings of the the improvement, uh, the extension that they're going to make to the church, um, though that's all evidence that shows that you have an actual intent yes. to do something and that it's actually going to happen. I um, I always look for the uh, showing the intent that's necessary because if it's a vacant piece of property um, and there is an actual development taking place in some sort, then there's not significant intent, at least in my experience with the board, to see that happen. So. You've got an election coming up. What's your election, and, and how do you hope to go about this? 
well, uh, I'm up for election in 2020. Uh, I, if I have a primary opponent, that will occur in March of 2020. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Otherwise, I'll certainly have a Democrat running against me in November. Um, this seat is coveted, I think, for very political reasons. And uh, so I'll need the help of all your listeners if I hope to uh, get reelected. So there's the magic question. Dan, how do they get in touch with you? How do they help? Well, uh, I've got a political website. It's electpatlack.com, and Patlack is spelled P-A-T-L-A-K. If they would go to my website, they can learn more about me, um, but they can also sign up to be a volunteer, and they can be specific. They can say they're willing to take a yard sign, march in a parade with me, contribute money, uh, whatever they have in mind. Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I will have you back. We have more to discuss on all of these things. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Mauk and Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Rich Baker, attorney at Mauk and Baker. This is Lawyers for Jesus. Don't have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody.